Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of Encore. I'm your host, Tony Franchetti. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by John and Gotti's upcoming Prepare Ye the Way for Christmas tour. Beginning in late November, John and Gotti will be taking his talents throughout the country on his annual Advent slash Christmas tour. There will be stops in Illinois, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, California, Nevada, and Tennessee. Visit www.johnangotti.com for more information and to see when John might be coming to a church near you. And with that, I'm very excited to welcome on my guest for today's show. He's a composer, musical artist, and music director at St. Philip Catholic Church in Franklin, Tennessee. He is John Angotti. John, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Really glad to have you on the show, especially uh, perfect timing with your tour coming up. So yeah. yeah, how are things going down in Nashville? Well, you know, it's very nice today. It's warm and it doesn't feel like Christmas. You know, it feels more like summer. It's like to get my, my golf clubs back out instead of, you know, get out the the, the preps for the Christmas tour. But I you know. hear you on that. It's funny you mentioned that I actually uh, snuck in one last round of golf on Sunday. So golfing in no- November in Chicago is That's unheard, unheard of. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was lucky for sure. Well, cool. This is great. So we'll, we'll jump right into the the interview here. Um, first okay. question, just kind of a you know basic question, get to know you better question. So could you just tell our listeners a little bit about your roots and your upbringing? Well, my upbringing in, uh, I'm from West Virginia, born and raised in uh, Clarksburg, West Virginia. And um, I'm one of four adopted children. And my mother was a church musician. She played in the big bands in the 40s. And uh, she mandated that all of us take piano lessons growing up. It wasn't an option growing up. <laughs> you know, it was uh, it, it was just part of the deal. And um, what was unique is that we're all adopted from different families, yet each of us have a different musical skill. Oh, wow. And so I know my birth family, and they have no musical talent. So, you know, how does God work, you know, in those miraculous ways with life? Definitely. You know, that uh, sometimes people question life and that kind of thing well i'm here to tell you that you know life is a good choice and uh because my birth mother always told that story she said i had a choice and i chose life for you and look what happens so mm-hmm. that's the way it goes so anyway so bro- growing up in that kind of background and uh then went on to uh, west virginia university to uh i took up business because i didn't think i'd make any money at music and i i was right then and i'm right now <laughs> <laughs> But nevertheless, music burns from inside out. So then I went to music school after that at uh, Naval School of Music and and toured with the uh, United States Navy Rock Band out of Newport, Rhode Island for a tour. Excellent. And and then uh, started doing, you know, a little bit of church stuff, working in the business world, had a band on the side and that kind of thing. And a church music job came open in 1997 as a full-time job. I was doing a contemporary ensemble on the side i really wasn't going to mass unless i was playing you know even though i had been in a seminary earlier in my life i really didn't have a deep understanding of our catholic faith Mm -hmm. but i felt compelled to you know to come and and to play and all that kind of stuff just because it was ingrained in us as we when we were younger one thing led to another start writing some songs and my pastor at the time in west virginia called virgil funk on the phone and he said, he said, I got this young musician. I was in my late mid twenties at that time. And, and he said, uh, he said, you know, he's really got some talent work. What should he do with his material? And he said, well, I think you should send it to world library is what he said. And, you know, so I sent some stuff there and, and um, they took it on a distribution deal. 
where they I had a cassette tape, if you can mm -hmm. remember what a cassette tape was. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. And then uh, Jim Marchand called me on the phone after he listened to a Father Jim. He also is a writer and a uh, provincial there in Chicago for the Dominicans. And um, called me, said, let's go. He goes, I'm doing a workshop in L.A. You think you can bring your band and come play for me? And I was like, let me check my calendar, which was empty. I was like, yeah. So we went to Congress. And uh, that kind of started things off at that point in about 97. So here we are 25 years later. Yeah, absolutely. 25 glorious years, right? So you kind of touched on my next question with your mom, you know, of course, steering you guys, you know, all to music, kind of being that musical influence mm -hmm. in your life, you know. Um, but I'm curious as to this question. I know we talked a little bit in uh, this summer in Louisville. I know you're a big you know, country um, music fan. So what were a couple of like, you know, the mainstream artists, bands that you listened to, you know, kind of growing up that, you know, yeah. kind of helped shape you? Actually, country is fairly new to my to my world in the last mm -hmm. 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. But, you know, growing up, I was listening to uh, Billy Joel, Elton John, uh, Journey, Earth, Wind and Fire, Stevie Wonder, those kind of guys, Chicago. My my brother was about six years older than me, so I was influenced by what he was influenced by. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. So he he had like the pictures of Chicago guys all on the wall and that kind of stuff. So I was listening to his thing, and then at the same time, uh, that was in the mid seventies that uh, Jesus Christ Superstar came out, and so you know I got attracted to you know that rock opera kind of stuff which eventually led me to write my own, which is based on the story of Job, you know? So a lot right. of my, a lot of the music I write sometimes has theatrical or dramatic things in it. You know, it's just not straight four measures and, you know, A, B, A, B. It's got right. some, some other places where it goes sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I always like, enjoy asking that question to, you know, different musical artists, just seeing the yeah. different, different people that uh, different grew up with listening to and uh, kind of influence that. Yeah. So shortly, you will embark on your uh, annual Advent Christmas tour. Can you just tell us a little bit about this year's Prepare Ye the Way for Christmas tour and, you know, what folks coming out to those concerts can expect? Okay. So this year I've got uh, Dion Clay on the front. It's a couple legs. The first leg is with Dion Clay, JT Brown. And uh, this year I'll have Brian Archer playing guitar with me, who whose father is Ed Archer who has done a lot of work with GIA in the day. And Brian is his son from from California, but now he lives in Georgia. Okay. And uh, so when, when we do the tour, what I like to do is always involve the communities of which I'm going to. So whether it's the children's choir, adult choirs, you know, soloists, other instrumentalists, you know, I try to make it where the parish is also involved. It's not just me coming, doing a show, and people just sit back and watch. I try to make it a community event because – with the events, it involves the community to, to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So from promotions to rehearsals to tech needs, you know, to hospitality needs. So, you know, they, they become community events. And so that's what people can really expect is, is to be able to come and gather, you know, as we're always preparing. But, you know, the messages that the, the Advent message of preparing now, we're preparing for the future. You know, we're, we're kind of like always living in Advent until Christ comes back again. You know, it's, it's a, it's a perpetual kind of an Advent theme, but we got, it's fun. And, you know, I go from Advent to Christmas. So I start with an Advent theme mm -hmm. and then s sneak in some Christmas 
things to get people, you know, people already in the spirit. You know, I know that liturgically we don't do Christmas songs liturgically, but, you know, everybody's listening to them anyway, you know. Of course. So so for concerts, we, we throw them in there towards the end and, you know, build up hope, um, you know, try to uh, bring people to church. You know, a lot of people are trying to get people to regather and having issues with that. So tour allows people to have an opportunity to invite people to return. So it'll be that kind of uplifting tour. Awesome. And again, uh, go to John's website, check it out. It's www.johnandgotti.com. Uh, find a lot of good stuff there, a lot of, about John's music. And uh, you could also find some more information on events that he'll be around and course if you're not already subscribed to gia soundboard emails please do that because uh we'll be sending out a flyer to all the dates of john's tour listed on that so be sure to check that out and see see where john's coming uh near you okay next question i got for you so i know this is a tough question as a composer but what are you a couple of your most favorite pieces that you've written that you would like our listeners to check out they haven't already and maybe it's a particular composition that's uh you know n- very near and dear to your heart or a composition that you just had a lot of fun while you know composing it uh, mm-hmm. anything like that kind of stand out one of them is called joy beyond our dreams which is uh an easter piece that the uh, the text was written by father bruce Cinquagrani, mm-hmm. and and it's kind of like if you're familiar with the scenes from italian restaurant from billy joel it has many movements in it you know, it, it kind of it's uh, like a mini symphonic piece because it has there's three different movements within one piece. And uh, it, it was fun writing, but the text kind of drove it into these movements on their own, you know, so uh, kind of starts in six. But it's, you know, Joy Beyond Our Dreams is kind of like this heavenly waltz, waltzing into heaven, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it, it's real joyful. And it's not as hard as sometimes it sounds. You know, I think when you take a piece and you break it apart in sections, it makes it easier to learn. So that was a real fun piece to write and to to put together. And it has a lot of instruments. We're actually doing it at Carnegie Hall, which will be coming up in February, which is the next venture after the tour. Yeah. Yeah. You're currently the music director at St. Philip Catholic Church in Franklin, Tennessee. So when uh, looking at your bio, I just thought it was cool to see how, you know, being a full time music minister kind of helped, you know, shape you both creatively, of course, and and also personally. Um, just thought it was cool how, you know, after you left the seminary, you kind of were called back, to, you know, to the church to serve the church in a different way. I just kind of thought that was cool. Um, so can you just enlighten us a little bit about those experiences and how being, yeah. you know, a music director helps helps uh, shape you? Well, you know, being a music director allows me to be, I think it's important for, at least for myself, you know, some artists aren't really attached to a community, but I, I have found that it's important for me to be attached to a community where it gives me life. It allows me to look at the music that I'm writing and, and see, is it usable, you know, and, and listening to the community of which, of which I uh, minister in. Now, mm-hmm. I, I do music directing a little bit different than maybe other people do because I look at it as uh, having a business background too, working in the business world. I look at it as in term of a manager. So a lot of things that I'm doing is uh, recruiting, personnel, finding people to kind of do the work, you know, and planning and empowering other people and creating teams so that then the teams 
take care of different masses. And so you're managing, you don't have to be there all the time. You right. know, since I'm not, a lot of times it's if the music director, he's the only one there and he's got to play all the masses. But what it's also helped me to do is to listen to the community, to what's speaking to them today, to what they're saying. You really get grassroots uh, of hearing where the changes are. And like, you know, we say the church is really divided. And I look at our parish and I'm like, it's it's very divided. Right. You know, we have uh, the traditional folks. We have some contemporary folks. We even have a large Hispanic community as well. And, you know, everybody's got these different needs. And what I've come to realize is that there are many rays to the sun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so what happens in our communities that w- even though we might be have differences in terms of liturgical practices or thoughts or ideas. Like we have people coming with veils and on our knees, some people taking it on a tongue, some people taking communion on a hand, you know, there's these discre- and in order to keep peace, because people can get too stuck in how we do things instead of why we do things. Right. That we stay focused on the mission that no matter how you worship at the end, it's all about the sending. It's all about going out and doing the mission. So if the Latin mass leads you to go to the mission, great. You know, if coming to your communion on your knees allows you to be more Christ-like, great. You know, so it's allowed me to be very open and accepting of uh, everybody's idea of what they think is the way it should be or could be, you know? Definitely. Because Catholic is a big word and it's a big church with many different visions, you know? And a lot of times I think we can get too pigeonholed and thinking it's just my way or one way and there's many ways like there are many rays to the sun exactly yes i like that i like that message a lot you know uh, it always brings you back to you know keep you focused on on the mission for sure that's great speaking of mission uh, i know you've been on a lot of you know music mission trips um you've done a lot of big concerts around the world you mentioned carnegie hall of course mm-hmm. i'm just wondering if there's any Maybe a music mission trip or a big concert that you've done at a you know a prestigious venue like Carnegie Hall uh, that are really special to you when looking back, you know, just thinking like, wow, this is just yeah. beyond my wildest dreams, I guess, you know. Yeah, I, I've played in uh, at Washington Stadium when the Pope came. That was, you know, those things are awesome. And, you know, all the NCYCs over the over the years and World Youth Days and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, to tell you the truth, the things that mean the most are when the people come to you or a kid comes to you and says, you know, man, that, that really changed the way I thought. You know, you really helped me connect, connect. Mm-hmm. And t- to me, uh, that those are those are the things that I find that that's what I'm trying to do. You know, when I was young, it was about, you know, trying to be famous and or whatever, you know, these kind of dreams that you have and then. The older you get or the closer you get to the end of the game, basically, of life. Right. That you, you start to see things from a different perspective and and look back and see uh, what what fruits have I left? You know, or the seeds that we planted taken root. And because, uh, you know, we're all in it together. You know, what you do, Tony, is important. Uh, we're all pieces of the same puzzle. And uh, a lot of times I think we can get... Uh, uh, mystified by what we think and see in terms of the glamour life of uh, of being an artist or being on the road and uh there's really no glamour it's it's all a facade you know it, it's all work and we're all on this 
you know, we're all leaves on a big tree and uh, each, each piece is important, not one greater than the other. And uh, that's where I try to uh, keep peace as best as possible between people, which is not always easy, but um, oh, yeah, you know, but to, to, there's a statement out there. It's called, uh, it's called desert Dorada that somebody gave me. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's, it's got this thing about, you know, try to be on good terms with all people and it's about how to live life, you know? Yeah. And uh, if anything, you know, the, the message I try to bring is one of uh, hope and peace and unity, forgiveness, mercy, compassion, because I think when we see God face to face, it's not going to be where'd you play and how many people did you play of and all the, how many awards did you get, but it's going to be, you know, who did you heal? How did right. you connect? You know, where did you show love and mercy? And, and, uh, did you see me in every person that you met? You know? Yeah. So I like that a lot too. I was kind of thinking, you know, the old saying, uh, try to leave the world, you know, in a better place than when yeah. you found it. Right. So, and I feel, you know, you have people coming to you and saying, Hey, your music helped me connect, helped me through a hard time. You know, um, yeah. that's, that's, uh, evidence right there that, you know, you have, you have, you certainly help people through your music, you know, so that's, that's, uh, certainly cool to think about when you put it, you know, in perspective like that. Yeah. Next one I got for you. I'm curious about this question because it's one of my favorite uh, destinations. I got some, some family down there actually. What are a couple of your favorite things about living in Nashville, Tennessee? Well, the first thing is, is that everything is here. You know, we, we can see a show every night. Yep. You know, if we want to. So the, the music is alive. It's like today, this, this buddy of mine called me to, to tell me how grateful he was. I gave him a couple of jobs this week. Who's he play for? Kenny Chesney. He's Kenny Chesney's guitar Whoa. player. You know, so, but you, you meet people like that. So my former drummer is the drummer for Keith Urban, you know, and, and, and these guys are real humble, everyday folks, you know, so you get to play with some really great players. Definitely. And, um, you know, sometimes in our church world, you, you we run into folks that, uh, need to meet these other players so that you know humility sometimes is not always where it needs to be i know when i was younger i wasn't that way either you know it's, it's a learning lesson but that's one thing about nashville it's kind of a destination place where people it's like you only go downtown when you live here you know if you if you need something to do you don't really want to go down into that nash vegas craziness yeah, broadway street yeah yeah broadway and all that kind of stuff <laughs> But, you know, I've played down there a few times, too, on a this week. I'm playing at the the Franklin Theater with this guy named uh, this Americana player. So, you know, you get to do fun things like that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. How long have you been down in Nashville now? I've been in Tennessee since 2000. I was in Memphis for 17 years. Right. And then, then I moved here five years ago. OK, five years. Excellent. Yeah. Great. So the next one I got here, kind of a more casual, goofy kind of segment. So it's called the pick one segment. So I'm going to give you a choice of two things and you're going to have to pick your favorite of those two things and give me a brief explanation as to why you chose okay. that. All right. All right. First one, easy steak or seafood steak. No hesitation there. <laughs> medium rare. Okay. Medium. Yep. I, I'm same way. Medium rare for sure. Yeah. All right. So I, I know you mentioned earlier too that country's still a little new to you, but I think this uh this question will still be a good one for you. Hank Williams or George Strait? George Strait. Okay. Just only reason why the, the the music both is good. George is just less twang. Okay. Gotcha. 
football or baseball? Football. Football. I like baseball too. I played football and baseball, but baseball is too slow for me these days. It's got to move quicker. Yeah, for sure. We'll see, we'll see what they're implementing that uh, pitch I clock saw, next Yeah, year. I saw that. Yeah. We'll see how yeah. that goes. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely. see. So are you a West Virginia Mountaineers fan? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Even though they're not any good. Neither of my Steelers are doing well either. Neither. Okay, team. Steelers too. Yeah, Steelers. Yeah. Rough year for the Steelers. Uh, rough year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. hey, they're a good franchise. They'll be, they'll be back where they need to be for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, next one. I think this one might be. Probably the toughest of the ones I'm going to ask you. Guitar or piano? <sighs> well, piano is is what I go to. Even though I've been playing more guitar the last few years, but uh, definitely the piano because I can um, I, I can do more on the piano than I yeah. can the guitar. I understand. I'm trying to understand the string. It's like having six pianos when you're looking at the guitar. <laughs> but the uh, uh, to me, definitely the uh, the piano. Gotcha. Even though I love playing guitar, though. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think every time I've seen you in person, uh, besides the time that we went to that that company dinner, was you've had your guitar on your back. So yeah. So um, next one, autumn or spring? Autumn. Okay. And just yeah, like the leaves on the trees. Yeah, you like yeah. the colors. Yeah, the colors definitely. Yeah, I like gotcha. spring too, but autumn definitely for sure. Yeah. All right. Next one, except last... for the time change. I don't think we should have the time change. We should just do away no, with that. That is a very hot topic around here uh, these days, too, with getting rid of the time change. And yeah, well, course. I don't think we need it. You know, that was for <laughs> yeah. the farmers. We don't. Yeah. I don't think they. Yeah, I need. agree. Who who wants less daylight? You know. Who, yeah. I don't think There's places in Indiana that don't change. Right. Or, yeah. Right. Yeah, that I know that uh, people are always saying, like, of course, right, election season right now, people are saying, oh, that's something that you know a candidate should should run on, you know, one of the issues. Wow, <laughs> it might, yeah, yeah. We'll see. All right, last one. This is kind of a goofy one, but a fun one. So, would you rather be in a zombie apocalypse or a robot apocalypse? Mm, robot. Okay. Because. Uh... Zombie, you know, they can keep coming back from the dead, but the robot, I think you can put down. Yeah. Just right. pull the battery. Yeah. Hey, that's yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. You're right. I didn't think of it that way. I, my first uh, was to say zombie apocalypse after, you know, being a fan of like the Walking Dead TV show. But no, when you put it that way, if there was a way to do that, I think you're onto something. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. So we'll wrap up on this question. John, I can't thank you enough for, for taking your time to come on the show today. This has been a lot oh, yeah. of fun, a lot of fun talking with you. So besides your upcoming tour, what's next for John and Gotti? Apologies that that's a broad question, but just kind of a way to bring us full circle, I guess. Yeah, well, I have uh, the big thing coming is uh, we have about 250 singers signed up to go to Carnegie Hall in uh, February. So we'll be working on that, but I'll be back out on the road in January. I'll be in Reno at the Reno conference and then I'll be in Indiana in January and uh, back out. I've been doing an artist and a visiting artist in residency in Chicago, in uh, California, in San Jose. So I have about four more months on that particular contract, which has been a unique process, a thing to, to go to a parish and, um, uh, help them develop their music program besides just music it's doing other things as well bringing that particular piece so that and then i'm also working on uh, i'm actually working with some my my home folks in west virginia we have a, actually a meeting tomorrow about it about how to start some mentorship and mm -hmm. to to build uh locally 
you know, to start in communities locally of, and so I'm starting with the ones I'm familiar with to gather the musicians to say, how can we resource together? How can we network together? How can we share a companies? How can we share, uh, you know, even things like say Easter vigils, why not these small communities do one Easter vigil for three churches, you yeah. know, or something of that nature. But as the church continues to, to come into a decline, you know, I think we have to be proactive on our side to say, okay, what can we do to keep the ship afloat while it's going through its changes? So if the musicians can get together, which is sometimes hard, but mm -hmm. I believe I have the skills and the ability to keep people happy and to keep people focused on the mission and bringing talents together and seeing what each other buddy offers to create one unified, at least in the music world. So we'll be working towards some type of mentorship program. Excellent. That's uh, something to keep your eye on, of course, uh, yeah. for the future. And again, um, I want to plug John's website again. That's www.johnangotti.com. Okay. Great. Boom. All right. We are done, buddy. Awesome. Hey, thanks again, John. I appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, bud. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I'll be in touch with you. All right. Okay. Thanks. All right. You have a good all one, right. bud. You Take too. Care. Okay, we appreciate you tuning into that interview with John Angotti. We're going to play clips of two songs from John. The first is titled Joy Beyond Our Dreams. second track is titled Welcome Home for Christmas. Oh, weary traveler, you've been gone so long. We've prepared a place for you to call your home. No need to worry, no need to fear No matter what, you are always welcome here So bring your burdens, we'll ease your load It's Christmas, so welcome home Welcome home, oh child of God 
welcome home into Christ's loving arms. The door is open, you're not alone. Welcome home. You can purchase both of these pieces and the recordings they're featured now at www.giamusic.com. Thank you for tuning in to episode 25 of Encore. On behalf of GIA, we'd like to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. We're certainly grateful for all of you. As always, stay tuned to GIA's social media channels and soundboard.giamusic.com for updates on our next episode. Until next time, take care, everyone. <music>